you're more buoyant than you thought you would be. When you splashed down, you were ready to uh, lose yourself in the cold water, but then you found that you were floating? And what's that supporting you? A large, crunchy, pink ring. You're in the empty bowl. You're in the calm embrace of the world's only meditative serial podcast. We're so glad you're here. My name is Justin McElroy, and I am a serial enthusiast. My name is Dan Goubert, and given that introduction, I am a serial scuba diver. I've ah, gone that's... to the very, very depths of uh, all the serial out there to, to dredge up the treasures um, and leave the deep sea creatures away. This is a meditative podcast about serial, which means that we invite you for the next however long to close your eyes and relax um, and, you know, enjoy a bowl of cereal if you like. I'm sure it's a fine pairing, but either way, let yourself just think about cereal. We're going to do some news. We'll have some reviews and uh, who knows what else. It'll be uh, not thrilling because that's not the show, but it will be pleasant. Um, Dan, what is happening in the world of serial news? So our, our headlining story today is from the people who brought us the original Tropical Fruit Loops, that is Kellogg's of Mexico. Uh, I heard from a couple of listeners from Mexico that uh, Kellogg's is launching three new cereals inspired by uh, Dia de Muertos, uh, trying to bring all kinds of iconic uh, Mexican delicacies uh, into this autumn. So they are debuting three different cereals onto shelves. We have, uh, and they're all under this Kellogg's Panaderia uh, line, which just means bakery uh, inspired. So we have the classic, we have churros, uh, which is interesting because we're starting to see churro flavored products from all kinds of different companies, even in, in America. Um, we also have Royals de Canea, which is cinnamon rolls, if I'm saying that correctly. I am saying cinnamon rolls correctly, but you know what I mean. <laughs> You're an old pro um, at saying the word cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Uh, so you'd think that a churro cereal and a cinnamon roll cereal would be extremely similar, but if you look at the boxes, um, the, the churros one is flavored with cinnamon and brown sugar as opposed to the cinnamon buns, which is cinnamon and vanilla. Not really sure how much of a difference that'll make in the ultimate cereal experience, but personally, I'm not as interested in those as I am in the Pan de Muerto cereal, which uh, brings, it's sort of like a popular sweet bread uh, from Day of the Dead celebrations, and not only is there vanilla flavoring in this one, but butter and orange blossoms as well as ingredients. Mm. Um, so this immediately gives me throwbacks to the last orange vanilla cereal that I tried, which was Captain Crunch's Orange Cream Pop Crunch, which came back all, or sorry, it came out all the way back in 2016, and it was my favorite cereal of the entire year. So wow. if, I'm, if I'm able to import this one, uh, I think it might be the on par with the legend of uh, Tropical Fruit Loops, the OG. Uh, it's, yeah, it sounds delicious. Uh, I, I'm excited. And I love the idea of holiday-specific baked good cereal. It's given me the idea for a king cake cereal. I don't know, have you ever oh. enjoyed a king cake, Dan? I mean, are you going to put a plastic baby inside plastic, the box? There is a plastic toy baby. That's the free <laughs> toy inside. 
and it's got uh, green and purple and gold marshmallows and a little bit of almond flavor in mm. there, a light texture, some frosting on there. I think you'd have a, a delicious king cake cereal. I'd love that. Um, those uh, those look really good. I hope we can get our hands on those. Uh, not a likely import, or, or I guess it will be an import, not likely to be officially imported, let's say, mm-hmm. into into the U.S. Um, okay, well, well, if we give it a good review, it might get the same Tropical Fruit Loops treatment. That's how yeah. we'll know we're really Exclu- on the radar yeah, we, of Kellogg's Mexico. We brought Mexico. that over by sheer will. Um, yeah, so. mm-hmm. 100% official. Speaking of thing, things that we maybe wished into existence accidentally, uh, everybody will soon be able to buy Lucky Charms Just Magical Marshmallows, eh? Yeah, it's been a long, long time coming with a lot of twists and turns, but I'm sure anybody who's ever tried Lucky Charms from the day they were born to now hoped that they could just get the marshmallows from the cereal without those pesky oat pieces, which sure. uh, as you grow to get older, you start to appreciate a little bit more. But that is beside the point because Lucky Charms is finally releasing pouches of just magical marshmallows and uh if this is anything that we did i'd imagine it comes on the heels of our scathing just absolutely caustic review of the jet puffed x lucky charms magical marshmallows yeah one of our most controversial uh takes i think literally just marshmallows they were not special in any way they were full size they were kind of fun shaped but they were ultimately a disappointment so i'm glad that there's finally a chance uh to get the real thing they come in six ounce packages uh for 3.99 and they are uh, hitting stores this month um uh, of course for a long time now you could also just buy sort of generic cereal marshmallows in a much much bulkier size i'm looking at a listing for an eight pound bag of cereal marshmallows that if you sort of break down the price it is half the amount uh, uh, of dollars per ounce to get yourself these cereal marshmallows but i have to imagine that the name brand difference here is actually palpable yeah that's exciting i mean obviously marbits have been available on their own at um I, I've most commonly seen them at flea markets, I think. <laughs> in, in Interesting. The, in the weird, like, candy. Uh, there's always one weird candy stall that has, like, a lot. And, and uh, there's usually, that's where I've seen them before. But uh, I guess that the, the shapes you can't beat. You can't beat the Lucky Charms shapes. So, I don't know, maybe that's a good development? I, I, I don't know. I don't My know. question is then, what, do you, what would you do with just Lucky Charms marshmallows? Um... I would probably use them uh, integrated into, like, some Krispies. Like, you know, I think you uh, toss some of those in um, uh, some, like, Rice Krispie treats, that kind of deal. I would use them as an additive like that. And, of course, there's some cereals that have an embarrassingly low number of marshmallows that are supposedly a a marshmallow-themed cereal. Look at you, Ryan's World. Um, <laughs> I never thought you would mention that cereal ever again. Yeah, oh, that uh, I will return to, to never thinking about it. But yeah, I mean, uh, what about you? Um, this is, I'm inspired by something I did a long, long time ago, back in uh, Serialistly's more wild, younger days, of course, <laughs> um, when Kellogg's released the sort of Halloweeny chocolate fudge pop tarts. I spent a long time picking out marshmallows from Lucky Charms so that I could pan fry them into a little 
disturbing little marshmallow puck and use that to make uh, sort of Pop-Tart s'mores with. I think it'll be a lot easier now that I can refine my method and perhaps put the marshmallows in a George Foreman grill or, I don't know, maybe just microwave (laughs) them just to really just get into it and make a really, really disquieting, hallucinogenic, technicolor mass of uh, melted marshmallow. Oh, that sounds delicious. Speaking of, uh, uh, th- these two are kind of connected, aren't they? These stories, uh, uh, the idea of extracting the best element from a cereal and repurposing <laughs> it. Uh, so we also have, this is kind of an interesting one. It's cinnamon toast crunch cinna dust. So you look at this and it is, it bills itself as cinnamon toast crunch seasoning blend. So it, it's basically like you would see with any other spice on your spice rack, but it is cinnamon toast crunch, uh, the dust, of course. And it encourages you to put it over all sorts of different things. And it sounds, on the outset, just like cinnamon and sugar together, which you could already get from your local grocery store. But uh, it claims to also have vanilla and graham flavor involved as well, which I think mm. really, if, if true, really opens the, the sort of range of what you could do with this. Um, I think it could work on pancakes. It could work on uh, panaderia cereals, probably. Sure. Um, I don't know. You could double down on your cinnamon toast crunch. I feel like I'm. I can't think of anything. I mean, there's very (laughs) few uh, applications of this that would not be uh, desirable, I think. Um, Yeah. I think what stands out about the story to me is that I feel like I'm bragging when I say it, but when this product was first like sort of tested. I knew about it and I leaked the info because this person who was doing a consumer research study was asked whether they would be interested in this product specifically, a cinnamon toast crunch seasoning blend. And they showed me a screenshot of it uh, and I immediately got to a post on it so I could be the first one to talk about it. But within a few hours, I got a very, very polite cease and desist letter to remove any sort of mention of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Seasoning Blend product from all of my media, and they were threatening some very serious legal action, so I had to get rid of it. And it's funny because a lot of the things that show up in these sort of product test pilots that they they research with different consumers, they don't end up actually coming out. Uh, Some people may remember a long, long time ago when we talked about like a Tropical Pebbles cereal. Um, That was also from a study like this, and that one as far as I know, has never progressed past that demo point. So I'm, I'm very, very happy to see that this one actually made it out. Perhaps if I hadn't uh, muzzled myself, they, they would have canceled it altogether. So in an episode where we're really trying to take credit for as many serial releases as we can, I'm going to take some credit for this one, too. <laughs> uh, excellent, Dan. Go for it. Get, I, I love it. This is, Dan, this is our world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are crafting the serial <laughs> with our mind. I appreciate that. Um, a lot of cinnamon. A lot of ch- th- 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 a so second, much. Second churros here. I, I saw multi meal a multi meal ad that got me excited, and then the more I paid attention to it, a, a, a little misleading. I feel. Why is that? Because it was new. Ser- it was advertising all these new cereals from multi meal, and uh, a lot of them looked to be just like repurposed. Um, or, or maybe cereals that they stopped with uh, a, a little while ago. I don't know if this is part of that same uh, mix, but I saw them re, I don't know, it was re-releasing a couple of cereals. Do you know what I'm referring to? Maybe. So for the first part of this news story, 
the, the sort of the headlining new cereal here is Moto Meal Churros cereal. Um, it is interesting, like I said earlier, that we've seen so many churros products recently. General Mills did a Cinnamon Toast Crunch Churros cereal. Kellogg's did a Chocolatey Churro Pop-Tart, uh, as well as the, the churro cereal we just talked about in Mexico. And now Malto Meal is bringing this Churros cereal, which is, in fact, just a, a reskin of a Post product, since Post owns Malto Meal, uh, that came out in the early 2010s called Mini Cinnamon Churros cereal. Um, it's a bit different than the General Mills version in that it's just rings rather than the actual sort of noodly tube, but it, by all appearances, this is the exact same cereal that was discontinued back in 2013, now reintroduced under the, the Malto Meal line, and uh, I have a theory that just cinnamon is so easy for cereal companies to put into new products because it does a really good job at masking whatever base grain that they use. Um, so I'm not really surprised that we're seeing another cinnamon cereal, but because so many cinnamon cereals taste very unique and different, I'm excited to see where this one goes. That said, uh -oh. there's also two other new Malto Meal cereals that they announced, both of which definitely feel like something that has probably been out already. Yeah, um, that's what I was referring to. This is a th three, three-peat announcement with, uh, uh, three-part announcement with uh, Fruity Blasts yep. and Colossal Crunch, mm -hmm. which, I mean, it's Tricks and Cabin Crunch. Yeah, it's <laughs> basically just um, The colors prank, are cool. Pranks and Admiral Munch. <laughs> yeah, the Fruity, uh, the colors look cool on the on the Fruity Blasts, I will say. Yeah, um, they did use different, more, yeah. They did use different shapes than is actually in tricks. They only use what looks like little flowers and bananas in all kinds of different colors. Um, whereas the Colossal Crunch looks exactly like Captain Crunch, so there's not really any, any mistake there. I know that they've had Berry Colossal Crunch out for a long time now, which is obviously the Captain Crunch Crunch Berries multi-meal version. So, I don't know. It's really, really hard to pay attention in the cereal aisle to all the different bagged cereals and to see what's new, so... This will probably be new to a lot of people. Uh, speaking of things that are new to a lot of people, you've got some new products that you reviewed this week. Oh, so many at this point. Yeah. I mean, so this first one, I don't know if you remember it. It was a very, very controversial topic at first. Smart food, Cap'n Crunch's Crunch Berries popcorn. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, speculative discussion about the way those textures would intermingle. So you hear that and you immediately think that Okay, popcorn already kind of messes up the roof of my mouth, and so does Cap'n Crunch. So in a bag together, this is sure to be sort of uh, something that will raise my dental insurance prices at the end of the day. Um, but what I found, I was very, very much surprised by this stuff when I actually got to try it because it's pretty, pretty good, you know? Wow. Um, I brought it to the beach with me, uh, the shores of Lake Michigan, with a couple friends, and all of them, they looked at it and they thought it wouldn't be something they liked, and then you try it and you think, this actually slaps. Uh, I, have to, I have to revise my, current, my previous statement and admit that this surprised me. What's the whole situation? Because it, looks, it doesn't look hull-less, but I will say that it looks very puffy, the cereal pieces. It's not hull-less, but I do think there are less hulls than 
the, the average popcorn mix. What I think really, really helps this uh, versus sort of the impressions that we might have made about it is that all of it's very, very thickly coated in this berry powder. Because it's not, it's not just normal popcorn mixed with crunch berries. It is berry popcorn. And where I think it manages to succeed is that the berry flavoring that they use actually has detectable notes of familiar fruits. Like I can taste raspberry in it. I can taste blueberry in it. And if you mix that sort of factual fruit flavor with the the clear fiction that is the crunch berry, it's this very, very nice contrast between sort of... uh, tropical falsity and uh you know farm fresh realism that is probably the first time that combination of words has been used to describe oh for uh, sure any product but i will say that if there is a problem uh here it's that sometimes i was about to bite into a piece and i thought oh this tastes like a kernel or it feels like a kernel in my mouth and i bite down and it ends up just being a crunch berry okay which yeah. is a pleasant surprise, but when the opposite happens, and I expect it to be a crunch berry, and it's actually a kernel, um, it's very, very you know, unpleasant in terms of yeah. pain and overall sort of mouth tolerance. But I'm really sorry you had to go through that, Dan. Yeah, I mean, you take the, take the wins with the losses here, and I think that if you have people to share it with, the Smart Food Cap'n Crunch Crunch Berries popcorn mix is worth a shot. Um, now, I actually tried this next cereal, and I got to say, I was a little bit, a uh, little bit pleasantly surprised. I'm not going to go wild, but pleasantly oh, please. surprised. Please do tell me about your Minecraft Creeper Crunch cereal experience. Um, you, so you got a cinnamon cereal, and then you've got a, um, well, Marbits that are different shades of green, and they're cuboid. <laughs> which I don't know if that has been done in in Marbit tech before. Um, I got to say that it, first off, it looks kind of cool. The the cereal pieces are forgettable, but the the different square Marbits, I don't know. There's something aesthetically I just kind of dig about it. It makes me feel like I'm eating, um, like I'm in a anthropomorphized version of a computer. You know what mm. I mean? Like a reboot situation, and I'm eating like bites <laughs> <laughs> like bites and data it feels that way for some reason i don't know that was the image that got stuck in my head the flavor though is actually like there's a bit of a cinnamon flavor to it it's it's not like outlandishly great or anything but uh i thought it was actually pretty pleasant uh, much more so than a lot of these licensed cereals that we've uh had recently yeah that was my main thing too because we've seen this exact same type of base cereal piece in other Kellogg's licensed cereals before. Like they've used this sort of rounded square piece before in their frozen cereals and in the Finding Dory cereal. And in both those cases, it was just this sort of unflavored sort of sugar piece. And I still couldn't really be mad at it because they do use sort of an oat and corn flour blend in them, making it immediately better than any of the corn-based cereals that we've tried recently. So adding cinnamon to that and these definitely interestingly shaped sort of creeper head marshmallows uh, produces a cereal that's not exactly memorable, but it's very, very much a high-tier licensed cereal, even though the, the bar for those has been set, you know, lower than the bottom of the bowl. Um, we've, uh, we, Chocolate Life seems like kind of a... 
I don't know. I can't get myself too enthused about it, but I think that's because chocolate has such a wide spectrum. Where where does this one fall? Well, it's interesting to me because just last episode we had a great debate between life cereal and Chex cereal, and you seem to be the champion of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's that just that life. It's it's life is like a good standard. You know, I'm I'm pleased to be eating it. It's pleasant. I don't normally like seek it out though, if if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's all right. I think it lacks a little bit in the sort of crunch factor, as I had mentioned before. But in terms of flavor, um, well, when most people think about Life cereal, they immediately think of Cinnamon Life, which is probably the most iconic, and I would agree is probably the best. But Chocolate Life cereal honestly comes pretty close. Um, hmm. I was not a fan of Strawberry Life cereal, nor was I a fan of Vanilla Life cereal. And even gingerbread life cereal really sort of disappointed me as an, as an ardent gingerbread fan. But they kind of redeem themselves a little bit with chocolate life cereal because it's not very, very intensely flavored with chocolate or cocoa powder. But what is there is very, very, it's very good. It reminds me of maybe like a fudgesicle or Nesquik in sort of the back notes there. And you had mentioned in the last episode also about how Life cereal, when you pour milk on it, it really, really just swells to this unholy point of just, uh, you know, sopping moistness. And in this case, that really works to the chocolate's flavor by sort of dispersing it around and giving you this very, very juicy burst of, of cereal chocolatey flavor that does not overwhelm you with sweetness or sort of sideline you with um, its artificiality. Uh, it, it's solid. It's solid. I, I blew through the box pretty quickly, and I would recommend it for fans of life. It's no cinnamon, but it'll probably show you a good time. Um, would you give the same recommendation to Chips Ahoy Cereal's new recipe? Well, it's tough to say, because Post had sent me boxes of their newly reformulated Chips Ahoy Cereal, and... I have to admit that the last time that I tried Chips Ahoy cereal was so long ago that I could probably not give you an accurate sort of bite-for-bite bite comparison between old and new. But what I do know is that either iteration of Chips Ahoy cereal is way better than Cookie Crisp. Um, wow. Just to, to piggyback on what we said earlier, Chips Ahoy cereal contains more oat flour, and therefore, by any objective measure, it's immediately better than any corn-based cereal. It just has a heartier crunch. It has a more neutral base flavor for the chocolate and butter to sort of alley-oop off of. And overall, I think uh, an old long-term great like Cookie Crisp could stand to learn a thing or two and realize that it's okay to admit you were wrong and reformulate yourself. And I think people would be very, very much welcoming of that uh, in all types of different cereals, uh, the monster cereals included. Yep. So it's good. It's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> uh, uh, I, we asked you what your dream coffee cereal would be. Um, and uh, you were kind enough to indulge us. So uh, we're going to listen to those right now. Hello, Dan and Justin. My name is Isabella from California, and my dream integration of coffee into cereal would be a white chocolate mocha cereal with uh, cold brew-flavored coffee puffs mixed with white chocolate puffs and also some white chocolate chunks mixed in. Hi, Dan and Justin. This is Morgan from D.C. I would personally love to see a coffee cake-inspired cereal. I'm envisioning 
kind of a cinnamon variation of honey goes, but maybe bunt shaped with little clusters of streusel in the middle and mixed with coffee flavored marshmallows. I think it would be pretty tasty and a great tribute to my mom who would bake a coffee cake every Christmas and then put candles in it and make us sing happy birthday to Jesus. Anyway, thank you so much for the show. Hi, Dan and Justin. This is Maggie from Missouri. I think my ideal combination of coffee and cereal would be inspired by the Eastern European and Vietnamese coffee recipes that include egg. I think this would be a really delicious custardy flavor that's especially well suited to the cereal platform, and I would love to see it. Thanks, guys. I love when people harness their creativity for, for new cereals. So, um, you know, uh, what I would love to hear is your, uh, we talked about holiday baked goods, any holiday, any baked good, if you could make them a cereal, how would you do it? Which baked good? Tell me your execution. Uh, I want to hear it all. And I don't care how specific it is. And I don't care what holiday it is. Holiday baked goods as a cereal. You can go to bold.rest, and there's a button there to leave us a message. Ideally, you plug in a uh, microphone into your computer, but if you just have a phone or what have you, it's all good. Just, uh, you know, we're looking for content more than we are for quality. Um, but we would we would love to hear from you. Um, Do you have Dan, one in mind? What, one in mind? Well, I gave my king cake. And I that's think that true. That's, that's true. That's, that's fair. I feel very strong about that. It kind of ex- exhausted me. I don't think I'll have any other ideas that good this this year. Does one come to mind for you? <laughs> I immediately thought of sweet potato casserole cereal. Oh my just gosh. because there's okay, been now, Dan. Wait, this is really, really, really important. <laughs> when you think of sweet potato casserole, what does it have on top? Marshmallows? Incorrect. Wow. Gosh, so close. And now that's the end of Empty Bowl. It's been a great run. 38 episodes. And here's where it ends. The only, uh, the answer we were looking for, of course, was uh, Pecan Streusel. Mm. But uh, we'll get them next time. Yeah. Um, How would you do a sweet potato cereal? Uh, Um, Sweet potato casserole cereal? There's been a sweet potato cereal before from Kashi that I thought was all right but it it really lacked sort of anything extra so i think that uh if you add some marshmallows and sure some some little pecan slivers i think that could really bring the whole experience together that actually sounds pretty good (laughs) (laughs) i i'm it it is frustrating on this show when i get really hungry for cereal um and can't immediately go eat cereal that is a challenge (laughs) Uh, what is harder is when I get hungry for cereal that does not exist. That is always a, uh, <laughs> a tough spot to be in. You mean you haven't uh, been eating cereal during our recording and just muting every time you take a bite? <laughs> no, I've, I had it intravenously. I've blended it up <laughs> and I'm having it on the drip. Um, uh, we're rolling into uh, 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 Fodum. Autumnal time is coming. That means pumpkin spice, of course, but a lot of other autumnal classics uh, uh there's no reason to be excited for the monster cereals <laughs> no obviously. not at all not at all no reason to get pumped there uh is there anything you're looking forward to this autumn so it seems we're at the point where during the autumn it's just sort of a recursion of 
uh, sort of seasonal cereals that we've seen in previous years. I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen true innovation in terms of sort of fall-based cereals. So now that I have experience, I guess, with all of these sort of tried-and-true classics, I guess I would boil down my recommendations out of all of them to, uh, for pumpkin spice, the pumpkin spice Cheerios are probably the most solid offering of uh, sort of balancing pumpkin and spice. Uh, it seems like most pumpkin spice cereals tend to lean too far towards the pumpkin or too far towards the spice. And uh, Cheerios, as we've, as we've seen with a number of their seasonal varieties, from strawberry Cheerios to coconut Cheerios, they, they really understand how to sort of strike a balance and uh, use temperance for the sake of, of toothsomeness uh, mm. in that element. But if you're not really a pumpkin spice person, I would say uh, Special K Apple Cinnamon Crunch. I don't know. I haven't had confirmation that that one will be returning for 2020. But if it does, it's really, really solid. I mean, it's straight up as that. There's um, sort of these yogurty bursts that come in there as well to really break up mm. sort of the dry flake sensation. And that one's been a real favorite. I think it came out the the year that I started Seriously the Blog, and it's kind of been entertaining me ever since. So I do hope they bring that one back. I don't know if you have any favorites. Um, I like the Pumpkin Spice Life, actually, right? Mm. That was a, I'm not imagining that. That existed, no, it happened, right? It happened. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that makes a comeback. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support our show, you can go to bowl.rest. There's a little link you can click there to pledge, you know, 99 cents, 9.99 a month, whatever you're comfortable with. Half of that goes to keep serialistly.net running and half goes to a local food shelter here in uh, uh, Huntington, West Virginia. So uh, that is, uh, we'd be thrilled if you wanted to support us that way. Um, we uh, we also have T-shirts. If you go to McElroy Merch, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y Merch.com, there are T-shirts there for you to uh, to, to to pick up, uh, featuring our beautiful beautiful visage, and um, we we'd be thrilled if you did that. Yeah, we would like to thank uh, Emily Loper not only for designing those shirts but also for editing our show every episode. Uh, we'd like to thank Chris Zabriskie for his opening theme of The Sun is scheduled to come out tomorrow, and Bria Davis for doing our wonderful, wonderful beachy branding that will keep us feeling warm all throughout the autumn. Um, thank you so much for listening to our program, and be sure to join us again next time. Um, but until then, my name is Justin McElroy. For Dan Gabera, thank you for listening to The Empty Bowl. And as always... Milk? Milk. The, the drink. Drink. Milk the to drink. To forget. Don't. Drink Do the milk backwards. to forget. Drink, drink the milk to forget. <laughs> <laughs> Please. What that you could. <laughs>